Hey, Woken Free Nation, Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling. Start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, or even one of your favorite celebrities. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Woken Free, is there too. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke Woke and Free. Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 324th episode of Woke and Free. This week, we are so excited to be discussing educational empowerment with the founder of A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. How exciting. To learn more about our guests, who I had the privilege going to high school with, Gabrielle Krishlow is the owner and director of A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. She brings a wealth of academic excellence as well as proven record of tutoring to the field of education. To learn more about her, let's dive right in. So she received her master's degree in clinical mental health counseling from St. John's University in 2015. While she attended the university, she worked at two companies where she tutored students at no cost to them. While she was working at both companies, she saw the academic struggles of working class families that were disproportionately African-American, Hispanic, and South Asian. She believed that their allotment of hours, which was 26 hours of tutoring for the entire year, was definitely not enough for them. Furthermore, she believed that the students in these families tended to have unknown learning disabilities and were almost illiterate and undereducated. Gabrielle reached a point when she realized that these students deserve more than what these companies offered them. A light bulb went off in her head and she had that thought, I'll start my own company. And Gabrielle's experiences at these companies provided her with the insights that she needed to excel at and enjoy tutoring while inspiring other tutors to do the same. So she founded A Step Ahead Tutoring Services in 2013 and has operated ever since. And we are so excited to talk with her and uh, learn even more about her story. Now, before we start the main topic, what we do on our podcast is we like to share a little bit about ourselves. This week, we're asking, do you say autumn or atom? You mean autumn? Autumn or atom? Or- no, that's oh, people okay. say it different ways. So it's oh, just, that's just the question. How do you pronounce autumn based or autumn or atom? Or how do you, I don't know, what are the ways that you can pronounce well, Gabriel, it? Gabrielle, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you, I would say autumn, but I don't know. I say autumn. Autumn. Yeah, I would agree with that. So you, you don't I've say never even autumn, heard, him, heard autumn. it say another That might be way. Canadian or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's know, another I'm not land. sure, but... Where <laughs> <laughs> people say that. Pointless question. Yeah. Cool. This is just what comes up. And, you, and so you agree you say autumn? Autumn, yes. Okay. Perfect. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, then with that uh, funky do question, let's jump into our questions with you, Gabrielle. So, uh, you know... We love having entrepreneurs, especially Black-owned businesses, come on Woken Free and share their story. So first, out of the gate, could you share a little bit about yourself and kind of what your entrepreneurial story is in launching a step-ahead tutoring services? Yeah, so I started my business um, uh, because, well, just to go back, I um, 
I, I was a, a private tutor for I think two years before I started my company. Um, I started off working at an after-school center for college, and then um, I did that for a few years. And then um, well, I was there for work study, so um, I ran out of money. And then um, I looked into being a private tutor. I did that for maybe like five years after that. And I think the, the company shut down. So then I did it for myself for maybe another maybe four years. And then I just decided like, just it, like it just kind of came to me like how awesome would it be to, to hire people and to you know create something that's my own and not have to work for people. And um, so I just, I happened to go to a, a small business workshop at my church uh, for a completely different reason. But then uh, listening to the speakers, I was inspired and I just decided I'm just gonna take the leap of faith and here I am today, 10 years later. That's awesome, oh wow, very cool. Now, just a follow up to that, how has the journey been in reality compared to what you thought it or expected it to be? Uh, well, definitely I got myself in a lot of financial debt, <laughs> so I didn't expect that. Mm. So it's a financial investment for sure, uh, definitely uh, investing time for sure, ups and downs, I mean, to hire people, fire people. Um, I felt like an imposter, I wanted to, to give up. Um, definitely a lot of ebbs and flows, so I guess I, I had a more unrealistic expectation of entrepreneurship. Got into it, it was just like, nope, that's not what it is. Interesting, okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's, um, but I think I stuck it out for so long because um, I, I saw a lot of, a, a lot of good came out of it. Mm -hmm. the good outweighed the bad so um, especially with, with students I, I, I get to see um, like how they progress after months um, even after, after years and and seeing like my tutors and how I'm able to financially help them mm -hmm. kind of seeing the, the benefits and and just kind of seeing the ideas in my head manifest onto paper and then um, manifest onto, onto social content. I'm able to see those things. So it, it's, it's not without its issues, but uh, yeah. But I think it's definitely worth the ride. And before we go on, just quickly, can you just speak to what are the services you tutor in and the age groups you work with? Yeah, so pretty much all subjects. So math, reading, writing, History, science, in terms of age groups, it's kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade and some college. Um, nice. Well, my tutors and I, we also do um, in, in home tutoring for our area, New York City. Mm -hmm. We also do um, virtual tutoring as well across the country. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Are there any internal tests or common scenarios that are that are great indicators for parents to know, like when it's time for to sign their child up for tutoring? 
Um, I would say as early as possible. Unfortunately, I tend to get the parents that wait until the last minute. Um, they wait until the child is failing or um, they usually try to do it themselves and then when they can't, that's when they, you know, they outsource. But, um, so I, I, I usually say like preventative better than reactive. Um, so get them in early, you know, as young as four and start them early. Um, and not kind of later until something goes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then for us, like when, you know, me and Khalil, we met, we were, when we were freshmen in college at Penn State and one of the most, I mean, he, we have a lot of differences between us, but one of the most striking differences is when we were discussing our educational journeys, he had shared with me prior to college, he had never really had to study. He just got it like that, which is, you know, two thumbs up to you, but I was steaming on the inside. Because <laughs> uh, as you remember from high school, you know, we go all the way back from there. Uh, I took academics quite seriously, and I, I love being a nerd. I, I will always be a nerd. Uh, could you share a little bit around, based on your experience through your business and all the, the wonderful students you've worked with, like, what does it take to be successful at, like, studying, retention, and, like, really making pathways, you know, for academic goals at children or and or parents are setting for themselves? I mean, honestly, it depends on the student. Um, mm -hmm. so some students, um, like some students, like you said, your husband just got it like that, or some other students need a little bit more work. Um, mm -hmm. it, it also depends on um, how they learn. So do they learn better from hearing something, so they learn better from touching something, mm. visualizing something. So I think it, it depends on the student and how they retain and how they learn and how they process. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like, just, but generally speaking, like, of course, you know, again, not waiting until the last minute. Mm -hmm. um, like, study early. Uh, start your essay early, not, not the day before. Yeah. Well, how would you say like AI plays a role with this too, right? Like now that there's so many students that are like, why do I need to write an essay when I can just chat GPT this, right? Or copy AI it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not totally against AI um, for, for papers, but I think... Mm -hmm. I think if you use it as a study tool, mm -hmm. not to write entire papers, but if you use it as a, a tool for research, I think that's mm -hmm. handy. Um, but I mean, but now schools are implementing systems now that check AI, so mm -hmm. it's not full proof anyway. But um, and especially now that schools are becoming more digitized and more work on computers, there's more systems in place that are working it. So it, you won't, they won't be able to get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And I remember, um, I forgot his name already, but um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. One of the things that he suggested was do an oral exam. Um, Ooh. Oh, interesting. Wow.
I would excel at that. Yeah, that, would, <laughs> that would definitely that'd be, be a no go for me. That would be in my wheelhouse <laughs> for sure. No, I would, I would oh, that up. makes me tantalized. Yes, you like the let's go. But it would get you know what it would do. It would enforce that people learn how to present better, and it would help people understand true the true art of storytelling. There's a beginning, middle, and end, and there's a level of confidence that one needs to show up in spaces and really show their best self. And so, and, how are you doing yeah. an oral exam on like uh, in math? Well, I don't no, get no, it. That's I mean, they're going to ask you math madness. problems, and no, no, you're no, solving no. it out. Loud I imagine you're yeah, really, you're speaking to like history or English <laughs> or something of that effect, right? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can make more sense. I understand it in that. <laughs> yeah, like, talk, but you know, history, that would be really hard, right? Because to remember tough. all the dates and stuff. Like, in 1869, like, ooh, child. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Like, does everything have to be a test? Like, what about mm. PowerPoint presentation? What about. Ooh. Go back to dioramas if you want to. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Not everything has to be, and I think like the the the, the concept of a test is you know for convenient grading. Mm. But even just like, thinking outside the box, I think mm -hmm. that's um, that's another way to look at education. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay. And also, we know that you're in the podcasting space just like us. Could you go into the story behind your podcasting journey? Yeah, so I started about two years ago. It was again another thing that just kind of came to my mind. But um, I wanted to create a... Well, this it started because of the pandemic. Um, and being forced to go virtual with tutoring. But then just I like learned about Zoom and Facebook Lives and, and all the social media lives. I was like, oh, it's cool to, to interview people and to have a, a like a talk show going. But um, I wanted to have a space where I can talk to people about issues that are prevalent in, in education, so things like you know life as a parent or. Yeah. Uh, uh, learning disabilities. What's it like? Mm. That disability. Having a child with that disability. Um, and then the more I dive into it, the more I wanted to learn about. Like I always want to know what homeschooling was all about. So mm. find somebody that does that, and um, and and just as I got into various social media groups, so people want to get on podcasts. Um, it's the more things that pop up for me that, like, oh, that's interesting. I would love to learn about, learn about that. So, uh, a lot of it is a learning experience for me and that I didn't, like, I don't know what a lot of stuff is. And so the chance to learn about that, but also, um, I'd want to have open dialogue about, like, what's it like, you know, being a man, for example. And, um... So a, a lot of different things. So it was, it's a, it's an educational, it's a learning journey for me and that it's a chance for me to, you know, talk to, talk to people about things that I never knew, but it's mm. for people to, to tell their stories and uh, especially with my counseling background, like I know how to 
kind of manipulate the conversation. Um, it, you know, to get people to say things and open up and you know, say things they never thought they would say. But it's a, it's a chance for people to to open up about their experiences and for people to learn about it. So it's just, uh, you know, the same way with entrepreneurship, I kind of had this unrealistic expectation uh, with podcasting, and I don't want to say unrealistic, but I had I had kind of a singular expectation, and then the more I dived into it, the more abstract it became. Yeah, it's been amazing, and having the technology to do it, mm-hmm. which I think podcasting just seems to be more popular because <laughs> everyone wants to start one. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. It's just put a Facebook Live. It's just to record and upload. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's just like, well, everyone's doing it now. And even the big time celebrities are adding it to their own shows. So it's because the, the technology is there and it's just kind of easy to do a Facebook Live. And, you know, then all you need is a phone and, and that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is incredible how technology has really leveled the playing field for so many people to become content creators and podcasters. And it is interesting that like now everyone is like, well, everybody and their mama got a voice and, and that's always been true. But <laughs> but yeah, everyone has a podcast. And I think, you know, I'm glad that you spoke to the, the expectations again versus reality, just because people need to understand that like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a content creator. I want to be a podcaster. It's going to be very different in reality than expectation. But What's important, I think, for us, at least what we're trying to do is obviously, yes, like you always want your numbers to grow and you want to look at your metrics, but we can't anchor success in the metrics alone, right? But it's really more to kind of what you spoke to, which is like, what are the meaningful conversations you're having? How are you educating people? So if someone listened to your content, if they took five minutes out of their day, like, how is their day better from this, right? That That's the measure of success. Not like, ooh, I got 500,000 downloads. Like, yeah, that's cool. But like, how are you changing the world, right? So that's what we try to gear to. But it's hard to because people look at your numbers and they're like super judgmental and they're like, oh, that's cute. You do that for fun, right? And it's like, <laughs> or <laughs> I'm growing, stop being judgmental. <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> but with that, uh, you know, we are closing in on the end of 2023, which sounds like heresy to say, but it's just a reality. Uh, if you were to say this year had a theme, what would that be? What would this year's theme be for you and why? The theme of this year. I think about that. Maybe the year of being different. Ooh, I like that. Explain. Um... It's just, I usually, I just feel myself doing, like, kind of the same thing, like, every single, uh, every single year, and I think this year, like, okay, I don't want to do the same thing anymore, I just, I want to be different, I want to be bolder, um, so it's just not, not being so, not, not generic, but just, taking chances and doing things I never thought about and um, challenging myself more. So if, if anything is this good, year of different year, I push myself more and challenge myself more. Love that. Ooh, love that. All right. 
Okay. Well, speaking of difference, what are three things you wish you knew before becoming an entrepreneur? Are there, is there anything you had to do different? Hmm. Well, not getting in so much debt. Okay. <laughs> let's see what you can do for free. I think that's one. Um, let's see. Two. Um, I don't. I think I. I think I made the mistake of trying to hire right away. I would have tried to build myself first and then hire. Mm. So I would have hired right away. So let's see. Um. I would have invested more time with, with social media. Mm. I don't. I waited until the pandemic to really get into it. Um, so it's like to do the Facebook groups and the parent groups. So if anything, I would have utilized social media a lot. More. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, and with that, uh, you know, as a black educator uh, and you you know work with children I imagine who are of the same or similar background along with other children as well uh, you know what advice do you have for black parents who are either homeschooling or you know tr in traditional schooling and or are just like trying to figure out what's the best way to ensure that their child gets a good and meaningful and supportive type of educational experience um well, a couple things. I think one is, you know, you have to invest for the best. Um, I think, unfortunately, um, I do see this with, you know, people of color um, and that they try to go the cheap route. Um, and, um, you know, the good tutors, you have to be willing to pay more. Um, not that I'm shading. Yeah. You see patterns. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they tend to go for the when it comes well the, the priorities are education's at the bottom. Mm. What's at the top is like sneakers, clothes. Um, mm. I do see that pattern there, particularly mm. color. So education so put more value in education. Um, and I would say, I understand the, the need, this might be controversial, but I understand the importance of, um, you want, you want the tutor to be black or the teacher to be black or the same race as a child. And I do understand that. Um, sometimes it's not always about skin color, it's about content. Uh, yeah, content of your character. So, you know, so be open to different races, different ethnicities, um, you know, to, to achieve the same goal. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to speak to that, I would say, like, for me, I grew up, you know, in Stuyvesant Town, Manhattan. Uh, and I, I always felt like I struggled, not necessarily feeling connected or feeling more 
like seen by my teacher. But whenever I did have a teacher, like I had a, uh, my third grade math teacher, she was a black woman and she was like strict. And that was very similar to like how I grew up in my Jamaican household. And I don't know, I just felt more seen and I felt like she cared more. Like when she would spend time to like work with me on like, why was I getting it wrong? Uh, you know, I, it just, it, it hit different. And I hear what you're saying about it's not always like, you can learn and you can grow working with anyone of any different background, 100% believe that. But there is something really special where like, like we take KJ to doctors and we have a lot of, for, for whatever the reason, a lot of black doctors here in Arizona that he's seen. And it just feels, I don't, it just feels more special to like, for him to be able to to be treated by somebody of his community that like, I don't, it just feels like the person cares in a different way, maybe, but I don't know. What do you think, Khalil? No, uh, I think it's interesting. It's because growing up, you didn't have many mm -mm. educators that were black, yeah. but that's all I had. I only had white educators in high school, mm. but growing Prior up, it was only, that, yeah, because I was in private school most yeah. of my schooling. Uh, and did you feel life. more connected to your teachers at all or i mean i didn't realize i did i possibly did because oh, okay. it's, it's kind of i didn't really see a difference because by the time i got to high school yeah i don't think the teachers would connect to kids on the same level as no, when they were not younger, when they were younger. Yeah, it was yeah, like it was different. a different connection so mm. i can't really do a comparison to say gotcha. if i grew up and it was only like white teachers that were would teaching me would i feel different yeah, yeah. the one thing i do know is though being educated by black teachers is they would go beyond the curriculum. So I would learn more about, you know, our history and our mm. ancient history. Yeah, then you definitely have a greater grasp of history that. than I do. Yeah, because <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I can't speak on it much, but I don't yeah. know if a white teacher would go into that kind of details to go outside. I mean, that's hard. I mean, I think that that's, know, they might, it's though. teacher they specific, might right? Yeah, and it's know. also, it depends on like what's going on in their day, right? It's really hard to be a good educator when your life is like imploding. But what's a good <laughs> educator? One that sticks to the curriculum and makes sure you get the highest grades or one that makes sure mm. you just know your history, know who you are, know how to learn. Depends like, on the outcome, what, whatever the KPI <laughs> is, right? So if the KPI is, I want all, of, all the kids in the school to score above 90% or higher on their standardized tests, then they would want teachers to really anchor in on, did they know the information to answer the test correctly? But if the KPI is, I want well-rounded, he, good human yeah. being leaders, it's then it's like go that. beyond the curriculum, ensure that the person understands the history, remembers the history, and is able to apply the history in their actual real world life, right? So... And then, and then the also the other dichotomy you got to think about is I also my peers are all black too. Right? Yeah, see, I was always one of ten or Hispanic. one of twenty black kids. Like. So that has an effect as well. It's not just the teacher; <laughs> yeah, it's also sure. who you're learning with, your classmates. Gabrielle, that's, that's why I loved our high school because it was like so many black and brown people. I couldn't even like didn't even know what to do with myself. Really, I mean, <laughs> it was so riveting. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I've never seen this many, like, outside of going to Harlem. Like, I was just like, oh my goodness, what is this? Or Queens. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, and then, uh, Kalan, do you have a question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are there any other words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us today? Um, I would just say it's, um, there's no excuse for you not to know anything. <laughs> Everything's on the internet, so <laughs> no shade though. No excuse. <laughs> the answer, so it's just um, there's no excuse for you not to know anything. So if you see a word that you don't, and even just 
if you see a word you don't know, don't just gloss over it. Like, you know, mm. it up. Um, or you could just Google it. Google will just tell you. But either way, it's, there's no excuse for you not to know anything. That's okay. <laughs> a harsh reality, but I appreciate that candor. Uh, absolutely. And with that, we want to know how Woken Free Nation can support you. So can you please share kind of the best place for people to get in touch with you to learn more about your business, your podcast? And then, of course, uh, if you have any upcoming events between November and December, we'd love for you to uh, shout that out. Yeah, so no, no events right now. Uh, I wish, uh, you know, I wish it were last month. But, but anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can visit my website um, if you're looking for any tutoring services one-on-one, whether you're um, in person, if you happen to be in my neck of the woods, New York City, or you know wherever you are in the country, um, you know you can get any kind of tutoring service. So just go to our our website www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on social media as well on our multiple platforms. So just type in a step ahead tutoring services and we will pop up just look for the pencil with the gray and black tip. That is us. As for our podcast called Hot Topics, which Natasha, you are on. Yep, yeah. Find it on any podcast platform. So whatever your favorite platform is, you can find it. So just again type in a step ahead tutoring services and our topics will pop up. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Gabrielle. As always, it was fun being on your show. It was fun having you here. And I hope people listen. I hope parents listening will think about what are you prioritizing for your child uh, between now and you know next year? And how are we going to yeah shift priorities maybe to lean a little bit more into the cerebral side of life as opposed to the the fashion side which again i'm a big fan of fashion here but uh we gotta we gotta know what's most important in life which is uh what's in our brain <laughs> what's uh, in the noggin what were you gonna say so, so not not what's on your feet that's not important i mean it's important to some degree but like uh gabriel was saying it's <laughs> always for sneakers i don't i don't understand that oof oof I know. Well, yeah, aren't they? Don't people pay like thousands of dollars now? And, yeah, yeah. there's a whole sneaker exchange, right? So that's why people are trading yeah. sneakers. I don't know if the kids are doing that, though. Like, I mean, I don't Hopefully know what the age not. starts to so when yeah. people start trading sneakers, but there's like a sneaker stock exchange, basically. We got to get invest <laughs> in what matters most, which is like, how are you going to figure out what kind of career you're going to be? Where do you want to go to school? Like all of that stuff that starts with tutoring. It starts with your educational pathway. So that's that's what's most important, y'all. Well, thank you, Gabriel, and uh, we appreciate you. Yes, thank you. It's the coming to the end of our 324th episode of Woken Free. And again, we had such a wonderful time discussing educational empowerment with the founder of Step Ahead Tutoring Services. And uh, with that, we we hope you enjoyed it as well. What should folks do now, Khalil? Come back next week for the new Woken Free Wednesday episode. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. Absolutely. If you're interested in submitting a topic or any suggestions for us, definitely reach out to us on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That's W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. Again, on social, would really love your engagement and chat 
and fun to be had on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at Woken Free. And all sponsorship and collaboration queries should be directed to our contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Till next time.